Welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. I'm going to let you tee this one up, Marcus. Uh, yeah, because as we're talking about it before, you're like, what? Yeah, I uh, could take a guess. You could okay. we, You could give me 20 seconds okay, to see if I'm I can I'm going to give you right. the topic, you take a guess. All, All right. right, the topic is cost segregation study. Go. All right, cost segregation study. All right. I wish and we had like you mentioned, clock. oh yeah, you're familiar with real estate. You should know what this is. So I'm yeah. trying to think of why I should know what this is. Yeah. And it's a, is it a specific study? You're not in like seven seconds. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> I quit. All right. Cost segregation study. All right. So everybody wants to know, and look, I get it. Everybody. Co- oh, I think I know what this is. All right. Go ahead. Do I get to go, ah, if it's wrong? Sure. Okay. All right. I think it's, is it basically like, not cash flow forecasting, but is it looking at like what, like basically here's what option A looks like if you do this, and this is what option B looks like if you do this? Ah. No? Okay. Not close. All right. Cost segregation study. It is where you buy a piece of property, a piece of real estate, Let's be specific, a real estate, a rental property generally or your own building, and you you have a study done to determine what parts of the building qualify for taking faster depreciation. So really cool tool for people in real estate, I would say, either owner-occupants, so some qualifiers here, or because there's some re- ways you can take your your operated real estate and, and net it with your operating business, yeah. or you have other real estate ventures. So I want to make sure that's clear. We talked about this before, I think, I because think so. it was like like me and you, yeah, on the podcast. Uh, might have been on the. It might have been like just like a quick aside yeah. one time on the podcast. Because now that you mentioned when you mentioned like getting that that study done, right? It was for like if you buy like let's say a. Th- Air conditioners, Correct. or if you do stuff like that, you can depreciate a hundred percent of that right. ahead of time. Whereas, like most of a building, like if you just buy a house or a rental house, you can't depreciate all of it up front. You have yep. to do it. There's a formula for it over yeah. like twenty right. years or something like that. You're hundred. That's that's the gist. Boom, S- boom. So I retract my yeah buzzer. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You, you needed to have the. I'm more familiar with bit. the acronym. <laughs> Right. You're more of a cost seg guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When I said cost segregation study, yeah, you're I was thinking, like, what are you talking about? Oh, he yeah. means cost seg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. You should all have right. said so. <laughs> so. All right. So, you know, I would tell you, like, TikTok and then people on Twitter, and they have this community on Twitter called the hashtag tax Twitter. And it's a bunch of accountants, CPAs. Like, there's really actually a pretty cool community of people like helping, sharing ideas, thinking through, yeah. thinking through. But one of the things they love to do, is just rail on and freaking dunk on people with these crazy tax schemes because everybody's pitching them. But one of the legitimate things that I think people think is a tax scheme is a cost segregation study, I'll be honest. And so a cost segregation study is where, and it, there's a magnitude to it, right? You're not going to do this on a $80,000 two-bedroom, one-bath house. Like okay. So it's kind of got to be the juice has to be worth the squeeze kind of thing because you're paying a consultant to go into your property and say, Hey, what portion of my of this property is the structural components? Like, what's holding this whole structure up? Mm-hmm. That is what you refer to. That's the 
I can't depreciate that fast. So in a, in a residential rental, that portion is over, tw- you depreciate over 27 and a half years. So you can already see you're not getting that much each year. Mm-hmm. On a commercial building, that portion is over 39 years. So you could see why you would want somebody to come into a major building purchase and say, yeah. well, let's just say you bought a building for two and a half million bucks. You can't depreciate land, so let's just start. Right. So there's always an allocation to land. Generally, what the assessor says, or if you don't have that, you can. We use a rule of thumb. We say 15% of a of a real estate purchase is land, absent something to the contrary. Like, no, we know that land's worth a lot more or a lot less. Okay. So let's just say two and a half million bucks. 15% land would be 375. So what does that leave you? Uh, 1.825 left. Okay. Uh, let's just call it 1.8. Mm-hmm. Of the 1.8, you're you would have somebody come in and say, "Well, only 1.3 relates to the structure of this." Based and they do it based on what's you know current cost to rebuild that all kind of ways. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. Mm-hmm. What I do know is they then say on the remaining 500. Well, here's the stuff that falls into five-year depreciation, seven, 15, and so on. And those five, seven, and 15 also qualify for bonus depreciation, which is a immediate write-off. So you don't have to wait five years. So just things in the five-year category can be written off in the first year. Okay. So that's what's happening when you do a cost segregation study. So you can imagine if you own a bunch of rental properties that are doing really well, like producing a lot of net income, and then you go buy one, and and especially gets better if you financed it, right? Right. Because let's just say you you financed you know two million dollars of a two point five million dollar purchase, you could get these huge deductions, and you hadn't even maybe made a mortgage payment yet. Right. You could just you know you could buy it in December December twentieth. Like yeah. we're on December fourteenth here. You could close on a building before year end. Cost segregation as long as you placed it into service, which means used it for its intent, whether that's marketed it to rent, had a tenant, or moved in it yourself. Boom. Cost segregation, and it can be done in retrospect, right? You can have somebody in February come back and say, oh, yeah, of your 2.5, I think 400 is faster. Huge depreciation write-offs that you could then take, you know, that make that property lose money on paper, right? Mm -hmm. Rental income minus all related expenses, including depreciation, produces a loss. You can then take that loss and use it to offset or negate other income, other rental income. The reason I'm being specific about that is because one thing that's a trap for people, and look, with so much information out there, there's also misinformation, and there's also not nuance. I think that's really what the tax Twitter community is hitting on is that people come up and give advice, but they don't give nuanced advice because the platform that just doesn't allow yeah, for it's that. It's a characters. sound bite. Yeah. Yeah, it's 140 characters. It's a minute video. I, guess. I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's a sound bite. It's a quick hit video. There's no room for nuance. That's where professionals live in nuance. Mm-hmm. Like you have a CPA, they know nuances. Mm-hmm. So here's the nuance. If you do that on a building and produce a loss and you make too much money in all your other sources of income, you can't take that loss. Now, it doesn't mean it goes away or it's not deductible. It just means it gave you no benefit currently. Yeah. It goes out into the future, and you can use a little bit up, and there's other rules. But my point is you got to know the fact pattern. Mm-hmm. you got to either be really in real estate where you got income you want to offset or you own a business, and you could potentially group the two activities together. There's some the rules around grouping non-rental with, rent, with, with operating. Let me back up. A non-rental, which would be your operating company with common structure. Okay. You own a 
you know, you had a marketing business, you have a marketing business, mm-hmm. you, you buy a piece of real estate, you put that in a different company and you rent to yourself. It's called oh, a self rental. Gotcha. You could group the two together such that if this company, the rental company produces a big loss, you could net the two activities and still get the benefit of that loss. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm giving people just the background to say it's nuanced. Yeah. Who are these guys that come are like, is it, is it, um, do they have a license from the government to come and do these audits or is it oh, just like, that's a, a good, like, that's are a they good. like appraisers or? Um, that's a good question. I'm looking here at a, a common one. We've, we've used these before. It's a company called KBKG. Let me see. That's one of their FAQs. I'm glad I had that pulled up. It says here, uh, well, this is a good question. Will the company be available if I get audited? Which I think is kind of what you're pointing to. Any, and they say any company can give you a cost segregation report with the results that save you money. But w- the real question is whether it will stand up to iris scrutiny. Uh, the true, okay, hold on. I'm just kind of get more. But basically what they're saying is they'll stand behind the report. I don't know if, well, there is a CCSP designation. Hold on. This is getting good. Yeah. This is like real I'm just live thinking- radio here. Yeah, I'm just thinking like in real life, like I don't know that I understand the difference. Like I'm thinking, okay, you buy a restaurant. Right. Well, is the kitchen part of it or is the tables and chairs or, you know what I mean? Well, normally you don't buy real estate with movable property. Like normally you don't buy – no, sometimes you do. Normally you don't buy an office with desk in it. To give an apples-to-apples comparison. Mm. But you do buy an office that has flooring in it, lighting, yeah. cabinets, carpet, right. um, what I say, light fixtures, all kinds of different things that qualify yeah. for faster depreciation that you just normally, absent knowing that, you just say, well, that's 39-year property. I, I, it must be. Mm-hmm. This is where – and I'm, as, I, I don't have an answer to your question. I'm looking to see. Um, it says here uh, – and so they're just taking the value of those things. And they have spend, formulas. that's the report they're giving. Yes. Yeah. Here's the va- estimated value of it and everything that qualifies for faster depreciation. Correct. And then this report is this they're report, qualified somehow. They are, and I'm reading here further. They say that there's an audit technique guide. Like the IRS puts out these guides that say they give their their auditors. Here's how you audit the situation. And these guys are saying they base their reports on producing information that would satisfy the audit technique guide. Gotcha. So essentially, I don't think there's a license. It's a really good question, and I hadn't thought of that. So I could become you an could. auditor tomorrow. Yeah. Get ready, folks. Let's go. I'm about to start snooping can you, around. Can you do that in flip-flop? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're doing more of the property yeah, down that's on our, a, that's our whole thing. It's like, are you tired of the stuffy, uptight? Um, that's funny. I don't I forgot the name of it. Segment. What is it? Uh, yeah, I yeah. forgot the name of what we're talking about. Cost segregation. Cost so. segregation cost analysis. Seg. Yeah, cost seg analysis. You need a laid back, flip flop <laughs> wearing. Yeah, you're their guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, you could, like. You could really benefit from this, and mm-hmm. it's a great tool. We did a client last year. Um, they help me understand the like. What's the quick and dirty differentiation? Is it just like, like when you would do one? No, not when you would do one. But I'm just thinking of like, uh, how do you know what's what? Like, 
Well, that you're relying on the expertise of the people that do this. Okay. Like but, to know what's what. But you kind of need to know a little bit to even know if it's worth engaging somebody. Well, I would. Well, I would say this. Most, I mean, all buildings have five, seven, fifteen-year property. Most people just don't take the time to allocate to it. They take the default, which is the conservative approach to 27 and a half year for residential or 39 year for commercial because it just it's, they, it's not worth it to them yeah. to go get somebody to, to mine out, you know, because you might pay five to seven grand for this study. Yeah. Now, what is it? Does it work at all for like improvements? Meaning like, let's say you buy the building and you're like, all right. I'm going to buy a whole new air conditioning system or I'm going to go like super eco-friendly tent on all the windows or whatever, make it all, you know, do all of that, update all the windows and then hope that the depreciation that I can get on all this would offset the investment. Almost kind of like a write-off in the mind, but like... Is that kind of uh, another angle on this or is it... Kind of. This is what I'll say to that point. If you make improvements to a property, you know what you're paying for the improvements. Right. You, so you don't. There's no need for a study. Like if you go and make but it, does a, it. So that that's just a question of whether it qualifies correct. for this. Like if depreciation. You, if you go, we'll give you an example, and enlarge your building. Okay. That's structural. Absent a report that says of that cost, we know some of it happens to be flooring, this and that and the other. You're going to just say that structural depreciated over 39 years. But if it's an improvement like you fixed up the kitchen or you did some remodeling, you're going to know there's, there's, there's a class of property called qualified improvement property that does give you bonus depreciation. So what the way I would think about a cost segregation study is it, it's on the purchase of an existing building that you know, if later you improve if later you improve the property, you would then depreciate that subject to the improvement standards. Mm-hmm. But it's trying to mine out what would otherwise be not fast depreciation on a building that's existing, or or a house that's existing. Like, hey, I bought this thing for a million bucks. I don't know what I don't know what the previous owner did. I'm just buying it right now as is. What can you tell me of the million dollars? Is is would would be um, would get fast appreciation. Gotcha. Then if in two years I go and update all the windows, that's subject to a different standard. Yeah. I could, I know exactly what I paid for that. So most of us are familiar with normal dis- depreciation formulas, the tables, right? Most people are. Well, most people that have been listening to this podcast, <laughs> we right. know that there's at least a formula for the Correct. tables or whatever. And yep. you, and you, and you keep track of that. I'm assuming fast appreciation or fast appreciation is just one speed, which means that year, all of it, 100%. Generally, yes. What you have in terms of when you say fast, the tax code calls accelerated. Okay. So accelerated depreciation generally over the last few years we've been in one of the categories is bonus depreciation. Okay. Which means I buy something for $1,000. I can take bonus. And bonus for 2022, which it changes in 2023, bonus depreciation for 2022 was 100%. So $1,000 purchase write off $1,000 because it's 100% of $1,000 immediately. That same purchase in 2023 is an $800 write-off immediately, the remaining 200 subject to the tables. Oh, okay. okay. So you can only do 80%. 80% bonus, the rest subject to the tables, the $200. Okay. But so that's another consideration, right, because bonus changes. Now, you do have what's called Section 179 that does allow 
writing off tangible I property. I forgot about Section 179. Yeah, no, I figured yeah. you were going to get yeah. to that. Yeah. Section 179 does allow you to write off things 100%. So bonus and Section 179 are kind of do the same thing, but there's different rules. Mm-hmm. And it's outside of this this podcast. Yeah. Are there times where business owners are like, uh, like, are, are there scenarios where you're like, man, check this out now because you're missing you're missing out? Is there a warning to business owners to say like, hey, if you do these things, when obvi- when you buy a building, yeah. obviously that sounds like a good time to yeah. do it. When you buy a business, yeah. probably a good time to do it. Are there any other times that are like, hey, this is the time to, it's worth doing this? You know, I mean, I, the, the buy, the, I, I can't really think of another one other than the when you buy. And, and is it material, right? I mean, again, we kind of get back into the, if you buy something for two hundred fifty thousand, is there that much meat on the bone to do this? So the trigger generally is: Did you buy something that's material, you know, in value, and do you think there's enough to get you some quick depreciation? So like, like let's let's put some numbers to this. Let's just say you buy something that you can depre- you have a million dollars of depreciable. So let's just say you buy something for one point two, and the value of the land is two hundred grand. Just to say, so a million dollars is what's on the table. A million dollars over 39 years is roughly 25000 a year. You know, a million divided by 40 would be twenty five. If you did a cost segregation study, so that's a $25,000 of a write-off every year as an expense for 40 or well, 39 years, but call it 40. If you did a cost segregation study and they deemed 300000 to be what you could, a five, seven, 15-year property, $300,000 write-off in the first year. That's two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars different. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Now, admittedly, you only have seven hundred left, and that goes out into the future over thirty years mm-hmm. or thirty-nine years. But shoot, you got so much time value of money on the front end of a two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars difference now that saves you a hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Like, you start off in a great position, right? And your depreciation—I don't want to mix up the words, but. Y- it rolls over as a credit, right? Deduction. A deduction. So it that's doesn't why, roll I, over. It, well, you just get I, to I do, almost you, said it's like it's credited on your account as a deduction, correct. but I didn't want to use the word yeah, credit because I don't want to yeah. confuse. Yeah. But I mean, just mean like, you know, it's still there. The balance goes down, meaning like if you have this deduction that is like, like you said, a million or $250,000 deduction available, right. but you only have. Am I confusing it with credits again? I if don't know. You only I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where you're going with this. And let's say you you owe two hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Right. Well, that deduction. That's a credit. Though, yeah, you're that thinking, goes against your basis. Yeah. Right? Thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All this right. is like I'm, yeah. Tyler's smorgasbord yeah, of accounting exactly. terms. I'm just yeah. It goes against your basis. Yeah. Useful life. Okay. All right. I'm back on track. Recapture. Right. Now, one thing I will say to this, just if we're, we we got to complete the picture here. If you do this, it's probably a property you're going to hold on to for a while. Mm-hmm. So let's give the $1.2 million example. You just took 300000 We said of the, you know, was, let's just say you could take 300000 and another ten grand on the remaining 70, uh, on the remaining seven hundred. Well, now you've, you've lowered your basis by 310000 If you go and sell that thing the next day for $1.2 million, you got a $310,000 gain. Because you've written it down. Oh, so 
so there's ways around that. You could do a yeah. 1031 exchange. You could sell that and buy another. It's like it's like a what's called a, a 1031 exchange. It's a yeah. replacement. But don't leave this conversation thinking you're going to do this and in three years be like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to sell this property, which you could. You're just going to basically recapture. Another way to say you're going to record as income all that depreciation. You have to give it back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, sounds like it's a good tool for kind of like right. You know, it's like you recommend at the end of the year. Don't don't go out and buy stuff you don't need. Correct. For the write off. You know. Yeah. But if you ha- if you're buying a building, if you're buying a business, if you're if you're in- doing that, definitely give this a look. It's a sweetener. The- Tax is a sweetener to the deal. It's not the whole deal. You run your business for cash flow and efficiency, and, a, and run a good business. You want to be tax efficient. There's no question about that. But you don't want to make moves 100% for tax reasons because, to your point, if I buy a hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment, it really only saves me thirty five thousand dollars. Still, mm. I still got to pay sixty five grand. Yeah, I didn't make out any better on that deal. Now, if you were already going to buy the hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment, if it made sense economically and from an operation standpoint, you can pay the note, and you need it for your business. Well, then, then the tax becomes a sweetener to the deal, such that you might say, "Well, I know twenty twenty two was a great year. Twenty twenty three, we don't think it's going to be so good. Let's buy it in twenty twenty two because we need it anyway." Mm-hmm. That's the kind of things you need to be thinking through a tax. Is it in the right year? Do I need it? Sweetener to the deal kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, good stuff. Um, as always, you can find more resources at mirror.group and, um, and maybe you'll find some people that can do these studies if you need. <laughs> we can refer. Yeah, we don't do these studies. Just right. disclaimer. We, we would send them to a qualified yeah. company. Like I said, this was it KBK? And they probably won't show up in flip flops. They probably won't show up. I think that's Guaranteed. the one thing I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. See you guys. Yeah.